So we are up to the second paragraph on 170. Fear of sin, though, operates all the time. For a person is constantly fearful, lest he falter and do something, even if only partially, which will run counter to the glory of the Blessed One's name. This is, that is why this is called fear of sin. For its essence is fear of the sin that might permeate, intermingle with one's peace, through negligence and laxity, or as a result of forgetfulness, whatever the case. In other words, the fear of sin is not a fear of the consequences to you in terms of punishment. It's a fear of the consequences in terms of who you are as a person, right? So more on a spiritual, more on a cosmic level, how the sin will change who you really are. In reference to this, it says in Mishle, in Proverbs, praiseworthy is the man who is always fearful, right? So we don't mean the person who, you know, text to make sure his door is locked, you know, six times at night and make sure that his, his fires are out on, on his stove. What we mean is fearful of sin. Our stage of the blessed memory commented, this was written in reference to the words of Torah. For even when one does not see the obstacle before his eyes, the heart within him should be apprehensive that the obstacle is hidden at his feet and he is unprotected. So your attitude has to be that the obstacle is in front of you whether you see it or not. And referring to this type of fear, Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu may peace be upon him and in order that reverence for him be impressed upon you so that you do not sin, right? So what happens? When you have fear of God on you, then you do not end up sinning. For the essence of such fear is that one should always be afraid, trembling constantly to the point where the fear will never leave him. Then in this manner, he will never commit a sin. And if he does, it will be regarded as accidental. Uh, I want to be clear. The way he's describing it, it, it would seem to imply someone, you know, walking around, uh, like almost a, a paranoid person, you know, with, with uh, looking at everyone with, with great fear and great trepidation, every step that he takes, he needs to be afraid of what, what's going to happen when he takes that step. This is not meant to imply someone who is a fearful person, right? We know that Torah tells us that the reason why we get uh, taken into exile is right? because we do not serve Hashem with happiness and with joyous heart, right? That's why we go into exile. So we're not talking about being sad. We're not talking about being, he's saying trembling, but he, trembling not literally, but trembling in terms of the state of mind that one should have vis-a-vis -a, -vis a sin. Right? Just one more point to discuss. There is a famous Ran, Rabbeinu Nisim, who's a, uh, an early commentator, early, uh, you know, primarily a commentator on the Talmud. He lived in the, I want to say 1300s. And Rabbeinu Nisim asks the question. He says, you know, how are we allowed to take a sect? Anytime we take a step, we might be causing something to happen that is a prohibition. For example, you're taking a step on Shabbos, you might be stepping on an animal, and you might be stepping on a bug and killing a bug. You're not allowed to kill a bug on Shabbos. Maybe you're not allowed to move at all. Right? That's the question that he asks. So he says is that Hashem wants us to live our lives in a normal way. And that's why we have a whole setup of what's called the, the, uh, the laws of robe, the laws of majority, and the laws of chazakah, the laws of presumption. So we're allowed to live our life making certain assumptions. So he's not describing that you should literally be thinking to yourself every step that you take before you take that step. Am I committed to or not committed to take this step? That is not a healthy attitude and will not lead to a happy life. What he's referring to is, once again, more of like a, a meta-level trembling, right? That figurative trembling about their lives, about how people go through life. Are they going through life afraid of sin, right? If you go through life afraid of sin, whether you tremble every moment or not, you can be a very happy, joyous person, right? But it's on your mind. It's always on your mind. You want to be careful not to sin. 
And that's a completely different lifestyle. Then, in this manner, he will never commit a sin. And if he does, it will be regarded as accidental. And Isaiah said in his prophecy, And to such will I look, to the impoverished and the crippled in spirit, and the one who shudders at my word. As Hashem is saying, who, I'm at, who will I look to? People who are poor, people who are broken, and the people who shudder at Hashem's word. That is who Hashem will look at. And David took pride in this, saying in Psalms, Princes have pursued me without cause, but my heart feared only for your word. Right? The only thing that David was afraid of is the word of Hashem, to make sure that he keeps it properly. We have already found that the great transcendent angels tremble and shudder constantly before the awesomeness of the eternal. To such a degree that our sages of blessed memory have said in a wise allegory, from where does the heavenly river of fire originate? From the sweat of the holy creatures who serve the eternal. Right? So what are we trying to describe over here? They're not really, you know, it's always important to recognize this. The Christians would take it very literally, right? So in Dante's Inferno, right, they describe hell as being this very, very hot place. I think there probably were many rabbis, and particularly in Northern California where it was hot, right? And they're giving their uh, sermons yesterday if they were outside and not on Zoom. They probably made the joke that hell is hotter than what yesterday's temperature was, even at the, you know, at 99 degrees or at 100 degrees, wherever you may have been. But the reality is we, we don't think that hell is actually a place of fire, right? That's not what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a symbol of the pain that we will feel when we are in, when, when, when people go into hell. My point is that when the Talmud gives this example of the heavenly fire coming, this is a, an allegory that the Talmud is trying to express. What it's trying to express is that there is fear that the angels have as well, fear that the angels have for God. And this is because of their awe of the exaltedness of the Blessed One that is constantly upon them lest they detract, even if only in a small way, from the glory and sanctity that befits them. And whenever the divine presence reveals itself anywhere, there will be a tremor and a shudder and a quiver. As stated in scripture and psalm, the earth shudder, even the heavens drift before God. And it says, if only you would have rent the heavens asunder and ascended, then the mountains flowed before you. Okay, so this is even referring to the creation of the world, right? So the the things that Hashem has created, the natural world, when they sense, right, the inanimate objects, when they sense God's presence, there is an, an automatic reaction to God's presence, right? Uh, this is more of a Kabbalistic idea, obviously a deeper idea, but when they, the inanimate objects of the world, when the creation, the natural world, when it senses God's presence, they tremble, right? And it manifests itself in the shuddering. So too the angels, and certainly so too should we, the animate objects who have free will, should we tremble when we are in God's presence. 